Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good Companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming today, especially because it's the 4th of July. Oh, it's the 4th of July. Big holiday. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America, but I have some unfortunate breaking news for you, JD. Oh, no. I don't know if you've seen this, but... We're recording this about 11 a.m. Pacific mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and just before hopping on, I saw that the men's division of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest has been canceled what? due to inclement weather. So we get a tarp. No, what? they can't. There's they lightning. Can't? And co- well, what do they get? They can't Whoa. tarp the audience. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, fear not, before the cancellation in the women's division, Mickey Sudo defended her championship title by eating 39 and a half hot dogs. I honestly didn't know that we did halves in these, but oh. maybe that's a new thing. Me neither. Yeah. Um, Sudo thought she ate 37 hot dogs, but then after a judge's count, it was revealed she went so fast some were not counted. <laughs> bringing her total up to 39 and a half. This is like in the NBA, JD, when someone, uh, you know shoots a three or shoots a shot close to the three-point line, and they'll yeah. say, like, that's oh, a two. Then they'll go check it later. Suddenly the score will tick up by one. It's just yeah. a, fun, a fun little extra. Yeah, crazy. Um, uh, so, yeah, the men's, was, what's going to happen? Are, are they postponed, or is it just canceled, straight-up canceled? From what I'm seeing, it's canceled. I don't think you can do it unless it's on the 4th of July because it kind of ruins <laughs> the, the whole premise of the event. Um, well, there's always next year, guys, always next year. So is Kobayashi so, still in the game? Kobayashi is not in the game. Uh, I didn't look it up, but like I think he's still competitive eating, but in a different league, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, he whatever. <laughs> there's like a. Let's say this is called the World Eating Federation. I don't think it is, right. but he's in a different one. He got okay. I think kicked out of this one. Oh, I that sounds familiar. Now that you're mentioning that, yeah, like disqualified for something. Yeah, now let's be honest. It's because he could not defeat Joey Jaws Chestnut, JD. He, I think he was claiming all sorts of shenanigans, yeah. and the end of the day, he, he couldn't produce. Is Kobayashi the most impressive celebrity I have ever met? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, For can sure. you think of a celebrity we met in the course of doing the show that is cooler than meeting Kobayashi? I mean, I would put Barkley in the same... Almost the same tier, but not quite. Kobayashi could eat Charles Barkley. <laughs> Very quickly, too. Very so, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's also funny because you see, like, um, how many did I just say? 39 and a half hot dogs is what she ate yeah. in, the, in the women's heat before the men's. Mm-hmm. Joey Joss Chestnut has eaten 73 hot dogs in the same amount of time. God. What, so what's the time frame again? Sorry. I think it's 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. My God. He said Ugh. he said that he's eaten 82 hot dogs and buns in a training session and thinks it's humanly possible to go even higher. All right, listen to this quote. Wow. If I could train somebody, Chestnut said, I think I could push somebody with the right build to 90. <laughs> I was reading this article. Like, it says apparently, like, I mean, as you see in Kobayashi, who's rail thin. Yeah. Joey Josh fit Chestnut. Even, like, yeah, abs. he's fit. Yeah, yeah. he's fit. Um, Joey Josh Chestnut's a bigger dude. He's a bit wider, but mm-hmm. he's not heavy by any stretch. And they say mm-hmm. that being heavy is actually a disadvantage. 
Because okay. I don't know if this is like pseudoscience or something, but they say like when you get when you have fat on your stomach, it prevents it from expanding further. Okay. That kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you remember, we talked about competitive eating on Is This Good? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the Josiah Johnson episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. 56% of people said that competitive eating competitions are not good. Yeah. So on, on the bright side, only 44% of our listeners are disappointed that this event has <laughs> canceled. <laughs> I, I can't remember what your opinion was. Did you say that you enjoyed watching competitive eating competitions? I'm... I I have no idea what I said at the time. Uh, <laughs> JD, are you saying that the show has no integrity? <laughs> no, it's just uh, it 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 changes uh, with my passing moods. And I will say that uh, this is sort of related, and it's going to affect my answer right now. I'm going to say it's not good. Uh, but I, we're doing um, the No Bunts Mid Season Awards tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And all morning, I've been working on the graphics for it, and we're calling it the Golden Glizzies. So okay. I've been looking at images of hot dogs all day. And uh, so I'm not into it when you were talking about 39 and a half uh, Glizzies being sucked down in 10 minutes. It actually made me a little queasy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm out on competitive eating today. Today, I'm out on it. Yeah, oh. Which is terrible because it's the 4th of July. It's the one day of the it's year. The, the one. <laughs> you got to wait another 364, babe, if you don't want to. <laughs> if, if, if you miss today. Um, I guess I might as well ask. Thing you think you could eat the most of? Oh. Uh, chicken nuggets, probably. Like chicken nuggets. nuggets? Yeah. I went, when we once did that on the starters. Uh, for uh, Trey had to throw down as many chicken nuggets as possible. Uh, in the course of a 30-minute show, and I think he, he he went well over 60, I think. Right? Is that right? This sounds about right. He ate an insane yeah. amount. Like an impressive yeah. amount. People were... Yeah, and in the first block, his his uh, his strategy was to, to front-load it and get as many as he could down uh, in that first block. And I was like... I was actually getting hungry watching him do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but then by actually, the end, they all, he looks sick. Like, just oh, think about yeah, the amount yeah, of was, sodium you're ingesting, uh, the amount yeah, of nah. oil and grease and whatever they cook those things in you're ingesting. I can't imagine his sleep that night. All the MSG as well. Ugh. I assume they put MSG in those because they're delicious. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. they are delicious. I am not certainly not denying that. Um, quick update, though. If you're following along, there is no Is This Good show this week. Why? Because JD is headed to beautiful Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next Monday, you're going to get an Is This Good with Kelly Dwyer on Monday and a Patreon-only Great Beyond with me and JD. So if you want a free seven-day Patreon preview which would allow you to listen to the show as long as you did it seven days before. You know, you're going to have to do the math on that. I'm not... Right. (laughs) Thursday or Friday, you sign up. If you sign up today, for instance... It's going to run out before the Thursday. So don't yeah. do that. Just subscri- do a- Everyone out there subscribe to Paramount Plus and cancel at some point in their lives. <laughs> exactly right. Just uh, just hit hit Siri up with, a, hey, Siri, uh, uh, remind me to join Patreon on Friday. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then remind me to cancel. But don't cancel because you're going to Well, no. Why, what the, why would you rem- – no. What are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Edit that. Edit that. <laughs> Say, <laughs> Siri – Keep me so busy next week that I forget to cancel. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you you know, know what? Sirius Satellite gets me every time, too. Are you still a member? 
I'm still a member, yeah. It comes around every six months. And it's the fee plus the royalties, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're, pay- you're paying the royalties, which technically I don't mind, but what is my fee for? You know what I'm saying? Like I know what you're saying. What, what, are, you, what's you, what are you hooked on now? 70s on 7? Uh, I, I have all of them programmed. I have 70s. I have 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. All programmed like eight, like eight, nine, ten, you know, on on my uh, memory yep. thing. Yep, we've been we've been in a uh, car in the last thirty yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've got <laughs> lithium. Obviously. Oh yeah, that's the grunge um, that JD grew up listening to. Yeah, I actually I'm rarely on that. I'm more more on new wave the or the well, what's it called? It's like the post punk stuff. It's uh new. It's not. It's called new age or new wave. Whatever it is. New Romantics, um, maybe? No, it's... What the hell is it called? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, that, The Bridge, you know, old, old-timey old Yacht Rock, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I still listen to it. Talking about, like, canceling subscriptions, that's the new, to me, the new... You're out and you're like, oh, shit, did I leave the stove on? Like, sometimes <laughs> I'll be somewhere and I'll be like, oh... Am I subscribed to Stars? Did I like try to watch something and like I need to cancel that now? Yeah, impossible yeah. to find out though. No. Um, so the fact that next week we're gonna do the Great Beyond. Oh, we we did tell people you were gonna be in Vegas when we recorded this, but we aborted yeah. that because then you would have to bring some equipment. You had some work stuff that you couldn't get away from. So yeah. we'll just let you enjoy your Vegas trip. Be in the moment, <laughs> yeah, sure. and then you're going to come back and regale us with these amazing stories. But because you know, because of Patreon only, you really got to bring it to make people want to listen to this, to 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 convert people to a paid listener. So, uh, what are you going to hey, what are you going to commit to doing? I'm going to commit to this. The usually they say what still happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What happens in Vegas is coming with me and get, getting on that Patreon episode. Okay, so, uh, everything. I'm an open book. I think you need to, uh, you know, if the movies are any indication, the only way you can get crazy in Vegas, you got to start carrying a child around in a baby Bjorn. (laughs) You are Galifianakis. Skeets is Ed Helms. Who's the, oh, uh, Tass is Bradley Uh, Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. I guess at least Trey is the the groom that they leave on the roof. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry to ruin it. <laughs> Someone up there's like, I've only seen Hangover 2 and 3, okay? I was saving the best for last. Uh, all right, JD, did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Um, This week was a blur, to be honest. But my the highlight of my week was us recording uh, the Fast X, finally. Um, we've, uh, Fast Friends is coming back. It's going to drop. Uh, when are we dropping this? Today? So yes, today's whatever. Wednesday. No, today's what Tuesday. Is, Why did I say it was Wednesday? It's July fourth, Tuesday. It's July fourth. Yeah. So um, anyway, July fifth, Fast X, Fast Friends. Uh, we finally broke down uh, the movie that is that we everyone's been waiting to hear us talk about. Really, mm-hmm. um, over on the No Dunks feed, uh, and I had a blast. To be honest, it was fun. It I like it when we all hate something together. Yeah. Well. Well, Trey loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, Trey, Trey is, uh, he's got a special soft spot for those movies, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, it's way more fun. Uh, look, I never, t- I'm very, I don't t- ever talk myself up, I'm kind of allergic to it, but I, I can almost guarantee that listening to two hours of us talking about the movie 
is more exciting than watching two hours and 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think I know the answer to this, J.D., but uh, rude of me not to ask, do you have any 4th of July plans? Are you, are you ha- As soon as you hang up, are you going to go don your red, white, and blue Speedo and slip and slide in someone's backyard? This is my most American shirt that I have. It's, uh, it says Aloha 76, and it has the stars and stripes on it. That is the extent of my uh, my plans. Although I did go to Fourth of July party on Sunday, okay, um, and it was fine. It was good. Americans, man, they get a little hopped up on Fourth uh, of July. <laughs> no, no kidding. I mean, <laughs> what did this not seem like a country that loved its like loved itself, its lore, its patriotism? Yeah, this is the apotheosis yeah. of that. This, if if it, if not today, when? You're right. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, although I, the 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 people I was hanging out with uh, definitely leaned to the left, so they were like, "Oh, it was a dark, a dark, dark week in in the country." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." But hey, I, I almost sparkler, was man. about to say, "Did what? Did something?" <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly don't know even know what they're referring to. To be honest, it's like yeah, pick, you know, pick a bunch of stuff. Pick. Pick one, pick something. I don't okay. know. I didn't. I didn't delve in. I didn't want to get into it. Okay. Well, Judy, I want you to go back and tell your your lovely hosts. You know what? That's a little bit performative. Okay. We don't like. <laughs> this isn't Yom Kippur. Okay. We're not using this as a holiday to reflect on the year. Everyone, bring out your um, "How did America do this year?" scorecard. You know, like <laughs> it's not the time for that. It's a time for barbecues and drinking. Yeah. Light beer. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, a uh, lot. Oh, he had a, um, a shout out to Greg. He had a uh, a keg of Stella. That was kind of this nice. guy is liberal. Okay, he he, <laughs> he is bringing in the product of the socialist European state Belgium, <laughs> and he's yeah. you know okay. Here's something interesting. You know how like in. America Stella is quote unquote imported and fancy, but in yes. Europe Stella is a shit beer. Yeah. Okay. On Canada Day, our uh, much uh, more understated version of the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. I went out with uh, my friend Charles, Canadian. Yeah. His wife, who's not Canadian, Jill, who's not Canadian. All right, that's the best I could yeah. fucking do here. All right, fifty percent <laughs> Canadian. So we go to this bar, and we're having some lovely afternoon cocktails. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really doing anything Canada related. And then yeah. I'm like, you know what? I want to switch to a beer. And I look at the beer menu. There's like four beers on it. And I'm like, I'll have the... Hold on a second. Why do you have Labatt Blue on this menu? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I, I don't know. The owner of this bar is Canadian. And oh. it was his thing that we had to have one Canadian thing on the menu. So that's Labatt Blue. And she's Why does like, she sound so selling. exasperated? I don't understand. Well, because she knows that as, as a bartender, she knows it's not a good beer. Yeah, okay. Fair. Right. But she says it's selling like hotcakes. Right. Because people are like, wow, look at this exotic thing from, the four, from above the 49th parallel. <laughs> but let me tell you, Americans, don't be fooled. It's bad. Yeah. We don't think it's good. No. No, no, no. I mean, it's like your, it's a, your workaday Budweiser or whatever. Yeah, basically. basically. It, it's just a little more higher ABV. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just the same. It's, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I'm not going to say it's bad. It's not bad. Okay. Would you rather have a 
Coors Banquet or would you rather have Labatt Blue? I like Coors Banquet. I have actually my fridge is full of Coors Banquets right now. I like it. You're going to drink them all before he hops on that plane tomorrow. <laughs> no, I can't because I've got a window seat. So I'm, I'm actually actively you're not, you're monitoring my yet. liquid. My, yeah, I'm actively dehydrating myself. <laughs> but do you like the window seat? No. As a well, man that pees constantly? Well, uh, no, I, I hate it. But I was originally Rachel was going to come on this trip and then she decided not to come. Mm-hmm. Pro- well, and... Rachel, I'm speaking directly to you here. A wise choice. Yeah, yeah, wise choice. Um, so, but it was going to be me and her and, uh, like, on the window seat, like, the middle and window, and then that's not as bad, you know? So, but then she decided not to go, and then I got stuck with the middle. I can't change it. It's, the flight's full, so. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm, uh, I'm in that window, so. Sorry to the two people I'm going to be sitting next to, because I'll be getting up at least twice. I want once. you to get in a sauna, JD. Get in a sauna with a garbage bag on you. I want you to sweat out every ounce of liquid you have like you're a UFC fighter training to make weight. Because I, I yeah, can't I'm have gonna... you getting up and inconveniencing people. <laughs> I'm going to don some uh, garbage bags right after this. Run around the block a few times. Yeah. Uh, my good, not good thing is, and I think this is truly both. Okay, so as you know, or may not know, and when I say that, I'm only talking to you, J.D. I don't expect random people to be knowing this. But I'm very allergic to pet dander. So cats, dogs, any dog with hair, uh, any animal with hair. But really, it's pertinent to dogs and cats. Jill, my girlfriend, has two cats and a dog. So I've been taking these allergy shots so that I can spend more time at her place. And eventually, we can move in together. I mean, we're already trying to move in together. But anyways, so I've been doing this for two years. Originally, you're, you're getting them every week, then every two weeks. And now that I've been living at Jill's, because my apartment is still not ready due to mold scenario, mm-hmm. I kind of thought to myself, why don't I bring home the allergy serum? You can refrigerate it in a regular fridge, yeah. and Jill can just give me the shots. And that way, I don't have to keep going every two weeks to this allergy place. <laughs> I don't have to keep okay. making appointments. I don't have to keep paying, because I, I, it's not a lot. But I pay every time I go to get injected. It's just right, a bit of a right. pain in the ass. I figure right. I'm here with another person now. They can be injecting me. And this isn't like some crazy idea I came up with. They told me at the start, like, if you have someone that you live with that can do the injections, that, that is an option for you. Why does somebody else have to do the inje- injections? Oh, uh, because it is an option that I can do them. But if you do them to yourself, it's recommended you do it in your stomach because that's where you have the most fat. And... uh <laughs> I just like took a okay. pen and squeezed my fat and like pretended to put the pen in and I was like, Ugh, no, no, I don't want it to be where I can see it. I don't mind getting needles or blood drawn or anything like that. I just don't like to look at the needle being inserted into my epidermis. Yeah, fair. So where is she putting it? Dare I ask? Urethra. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You'd rather your urethra than your stomach. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> no, she's putting it in, in the back of my arm in uh, my flabby triceps. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so we set up an appointment to get the education on how to do it, so I brought her yeah. with me. Yeah. And uh, everything's going fine, and then I uh, sort of stand up and turn around, and she's like, okay, I'm ready to watch you insert it into his arm. And she's like... Uh, pinches you know pinches fat and then put it on a bit of an angle get it in so i feel the jab coming and i'm like that doesn't hurt and then she's like okay now i want you to pull back on it just a couple of cc's 
And you do this to see if there's any blood that comes back up into the syringe. Because if that happens, that means you've hit a capillary. And meaning that you cannot inject them there. And they're having this, like, slow, like, patient teaching conversation while this it's a fucking needle hanging out my arm. And it's, like, moving a bit, and I kind of feel it. And uh. and, and, and now she's talking about, like, blood, and, and I, I kind of turned around, and I thought to myself, is this the place to be cutting costs? <laughs> yeah. But now I'm stuck with it, because now if I decide to go, like, I was, was kind of like... Shit, everything was working fine. I was coming here, I was getting the shot from this very pleasant nurse, same nurse every time, we have a great rapport. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Karina. And now, I can't go back, because now Jill's gonna think, I don't trust her with a needle. And now, I'm stuck with this scenario, which I'm not fully comfortable with. And, to be honest, I did get a reaction to, I'm not saying it's Jill's father, I think she did a great job. But I think yeah. the needle being in my arm for a prolonged period of time okay, set yeah, something yeah. off. So, anyways, hope I hope it gets better. I'll so report she, back in two weeks. She hasn't actually done one at home yet. It's no, only this been is just in front okay. of the supervision of a trained professional. Um, but they did give us this form, and it just in big writing says, "Do not take allergy injections if oral temperature is 100 Fahrenheit or higher." Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You are experiencing an acute asthma episode. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. This one, you are very upset or angry. <laughs> <laughs> and my, probably oh my, my favorite God. part is it says very. Like, if you're upset or angry, I'd say give it, give it a jab. If you're very upset, also it's like upset or angry. Right. You know, it's like I go to a, uh, I go to... <laughs> When would I be upset? Uh, like, okay, I'm at a or restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I say, okay, we're ready to be seated. They said, sorry, only seven out of eight people are here in your party. We can't seat you. I'm upset. Yeah. Very but upset. But that's not very upset. No, I'm very upset. Do not oh, inject me. Okay. Do not inject. Okay. Do not inject me at the restaurant. <laughs> So this is where we are now. So I'm getting medical care at home, like I'm in hospice or something. How, and how is is Jill fine with this? You were just like, hey, Jill, uh, I'm going to need you to inject me twice, once every two weeks. I was actually totally excited. Cool. She was excited. Wow. Okay. She was excited until, honestly, after I said, well, how did it feel for you? She's like, honestly, it's harder than I thought because you got to pull up the syringe, then push it down with different right. fingers. But I, yeah. I have faith that... It's like any new thing. The more you yeah. do it, the better you get. Show, it's show. like a, a getting contact lenses. You don't think you can put them in or take them out. And then all of a sudden you're doing it. When you're I told you once I was kicked out of a doctor's office because I couldn't put the contact lenses in. <laughs> oh, that does sound familiar, actually. <laughs> I thought so. I said, Ouch. <laughs> Why don't I get contacts? I go in had never got contacts before, never put anything in my eye. Uh, the doctor's like, okay, well, I'll put them in for you just so you feel he couldn't put them in. Then he's like, you know what? Sometimes this happens. You know, you, you're sort of expecting it, anticipating it. Why don't you go outside, relax your eyes, you come back here in 10 minutes. I'll see another patient. I do it, come back in, can't, can't even come close to my eyes. Wow. He's like, okay, let's try one more time. Go outside, I'll take another patient. Did it again. He said, all right, I think that... Contacts are not for you. Contacts are not for you. You're, like, literally, you're literally the blinky guy. <laughs> 
I was once the blinky guy. Oh, I, I know. We still had that gif. I could put it in, in here. <laughs> I want to talk to you about something, JD, that I know you're... You've probably been waiting 40 years for this to happen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we Didn't Start the Fire, the Billy Joel song, released in 1989 yeah. about cultural and historical events from 1949 to when it was released. Right. A new version has come out. Because you've been saying, what about the events that have happened since 1989, right? Every time that song comes out, I'm like, yeah, but what about after 1989? That's right. Well, it's happened, and I always told you if someone was going to redo the song and change the lyrics, it should be Fall Out Boy that does it. Yes, and my prayers were answered. <laughs> so Fall Out Boy released a... I, I guess, is it a cover? I guess it is a cover. Yeah, so... Well, it's a, that's a good question. It's a parody song, actually. Uh, well, they don't think of it as a parody. I, I read some oh, okay. interviews, and to be clear, they're very earnest about it. Okay, good. Uh, so, I sent it to you before this podcast started. Did you listen to it? I listened to the first half, and then I realized you sent me the lyrics, and which saved me from the second half of the song. Yes. Because I hate that the song. I hate the original. I'm preparing this whole show, and you can't listen to a four-minute song? Well, I thought it was... I, I got the gist. It's exactly the same as the original, but different <laughs> lyrics. And you sent me the lyrics, so I fucking I was See, like, all right. You read it like it was a poem? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to say gut reaction. What did you think of the song? But I guess since you stopped listening a minute and a half in, you didn't oh, like I got, it. I have enough to... Yeah, I hate this. I hate the original. I hate it. I thought it was cringe the day it came out originally in 1989, and this is just worse. It's because they are so since it's so did Weird Al ever do this song? No, not that I know of. Now, that's a good plug for the Kelly Dwyer episode that's coming out a month. Yeah, we do talk about parody songs and Weird Al. Yes. Yes. So for the further discussion of that, tune in Monday. (laughs) But right now we're talking about a song that I don't think is a parody. It's very sincere. And we (laughs) deserve to be analyzed critically. Like the great but they have our time. (laughs) I remind me, did was okay, like they have the Arab Spring and Pokemon in the same verse. It's was high low, JD. A lot of things have cultural things. Okay, I know, but isn't it supposed to be the fire? Like, the we didn't start this fire, shouldn't it be all Arab Spring like? Uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, like, and then well, right but in the first one, he talks about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, well, okay, you're right. But You're she right. died so, of a she died of an overdose. So how do you interpret the fire then? When he says we didn't start the fire, what's the fire? The fire is bad shit that's been happening because we're trying to fight it. We didn't start the fire. It's always been burning since the world's been turning. We didn't mm-hmm. start the fire. We didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it. Okay, then tell me what is bad about this? Lawrence of Arabia, British Beatlemania. Nothing. It doesn't right. make any sense. It's a terrible song. The original is terrible, and this is terrible. Moonshot, Woodstock, Watergate, Punk Rock. Three of those four things are good. Yeah. They're great. So the fire is, is perhaps the fire's progress. Why are we fighting it, then? Great question. Because we are Luddites? Because we didn't start it. We didn't start the fire. We the fire is just everything, then. <laughs> the fire is anything that has ever happened. You being okay. born was the fire. Was part of the fire. I'm totally fine with that. 
again, why are we fighting it? <laughs> it, it doesn't make a it lot of sense. Make any sense? Like, why would we be fighting? Mm, let me just see. Rock around the clock. Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland? We don't need to be... I mean, fighting (laughs) Disneyland? What am I, Ron DeSantis? (laughs) Okay, so what did you think of... um, Okay, so as you pointed out, the Arab Spring is the second thing. It's the second thing after Captain Planet. Do you know what the first thing? Yeah, Captain Planet. Like, what the hell? It's I guess a cartoon they, they watched, I guess, right? They don't like, subscribe to, like, starting it off with a bang. Like, <laughs> if anything, start it off with Arab Spring, right? Yeah, 100%, except that doesn't work, uh, f- like, phonetically, or uh, the, the rhythm doesn't work. Captain Planet, Arab Spring, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You, Why yeah. Captain Planet, too? No idea. It could just be, like, they could have just gone, Ren and Stimpy, Arab Spring. Right. That would have been better. Now, the big thing is that this one is not in, in um, chronological order. Billy no. Joel's isn't exactly in, but it's in general chronological order. Right. So yeah. they, they uh, asked them, hey, well, we noticed that yours isn't in chronological order. So Pete Wentz, he's the bassist and the, the songwriter. Mm-hmm. He said, listen, we did our best. It's very, very difficult. Are you satisfied <laughs> with that answer? <laughs> Direct quote. We, li- we did our best. It's very, very difficult. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Austin, no one asked you to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just... literally that meme, no one. <laughs> no, no one, colon, and nothing, and then follow boy, colon. Yeah. Captain Planet, Arab Spring. <laughs> My favorite line is definitely, well, I don't know why this one is make, makes me laugh so funny. So when he goes... Crimean Peninsula, Cambridge Analytica, Kim Jong-un, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. <laughs> what are we doing here? So he says, yeah. uh, Billy Joel's is not totally in chronological order, but it is in more chronological order than ours. We just wanted the JFK blown away line. And clearly, I think the world trade was a little more... That was probably... People probably felt a similar way. You remember where you were or whatever. Sure, so it's yeah. a little bit out of order, but it is what it is. I mean, okay. So I agree with him that you could you could compare JFK's assassination to 9-11 because it is a classic, like, where were you the day that that happened? Yeah. But in the original, it's, the crescendo is like, JFK, blown away! What else do I have to say? <laughs> in this one, it's, how did they do it? Uh, world oh, they do trade. World, world trade second plane, which doesn't even rhyme. What else yeah. do I have to say? Yeah, they could have gone <laughs> world trade bad day. What else do I have to say? <laughs> Listen, Matt, it's very difficult, and they tried their best. <laughs> they tried their best. <laughs> I also, okay, here's a couple lines that I really enjoyed. Unabomber Bobbit John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, Bobbit, comma, John. Bobbit, John. comma, John. <laughs> also, would you agree that if you're going to reference Bobbit, it should be Lorena Bobbit, not yes. John Bobbit? The, the mover of history, the doer, not the <laughs> receiver of history? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also laughed because there's a part where it goes, uh, Golden State, and I was like, oh, the, you know, honoring, you know, Steph, changed the game, yeah, three-point yeah. shot. 
Dynasty. And then the next line is, Killer got caught. I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> it's Golden State. <laughs> killer got caught. So Yeah. But that um, rhymes with SpongeBob. <laughs> that's why that's there. Keaton Batman. Oh, they do they do reference Michael Jordan. Yeah. So that is exciting. Uh, anyways, this song sucks. And, uh, hold on, is forty five is forty five Trump? Because I've already referenced Trump, right? But isn't like isn't it says, Michael Jordan forty five? Jordan isn't forty five the number he wore when he played baseball? Oh, hold on, hold on. It could be, yeah. Oh no, he wore forty five at some point in the NBA. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. But, but it shouldn't it be Michael Jordan twenty three. Yeah, but it doesn't rhyme with whatever. But he's well. It doesn't rhyme with anything. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on! I gotta come to Pete Wentz's defense. Okay. The Wentz defense. <laughs> it says Venus and Serena, Michael Jordan, twenty three. YouTube killed MTV. SpongeBob, Golden State Killer got caught. Michael Jordan, forty five. Woodstock, ninety nine. Keaton, Batman, Bush v. Gore. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I changed my mind. This is a fucking great song. So they're they're doing the Jordan twenty three. Then he left, right. came back. Jordan forty five. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the weirdest thing about this is that I saw this came out. I listened to it. I was like, I gotta ask JD about it because I'm gonna guess he probably hates the original. Mm, and you guessed so I right. put it. I I throw it in the document <laughs> for today. This is yesterday. Yeah. Jill comes over. She's like, Oh, hey, I'm going out tonight. I'm like, uh, Oh, okay. Where are you going? She's like, uh, Fall Out Boy concert. Uh, like, what? She's like, yeah, my friend just called. She has an extra ticket. And I, I figured, meh. Don't really love Fall Out Boy, but what the hell? So she's out till 1 a.m., right? I got to go to sleep, okay. get up, and do the show. <laughs> I wait up, knowing I'm not going to see her in the morning. I wait up to hear mm-hmm. a report on how did it go when they played We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah. She gets home. I'm like, how, how was the concert? She's like, oh, you know, it was good. It was interesting you know, staying in. And then uh, the crowd was super. I'm like, how is we didn't start the fire? She's like, oh, they didn't play it. And then I was like wide awake. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't play it? <laughs> so didn't sleep well last night, JD. When did this? This came out just now, right? Like this is It came new. out this, like a couple, maybe a few days ago. Okay. Okay. It was time. Everyone agreed it was time. Are they are they somehow related? Or are they just big fans of My Chemical Romance? Because they have the one of their albums is a lyric, isn't it? Black Parade or something? No, that Black Parade is My Chemical Romance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Why is that on there? On what? This song, Black Parade. Right after Polar Bears Got No Ice, Fire Fest, Black Parade, Michael Fe- Phelps, White 2 Oh, they're shouting. Yeah, they're, they're saying they're shouting out my was a seminal okay. moment in the, in the emo uh, revival scene. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. It yeah, was, it, was, uh, it was like, at the time, it was basically Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance were like the big three, I think. Right. Not right. a huge emo head. A little right. past my time, I have to say. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all right, some quick housekeeping. As I said, next week's Great Beyond is Patreon only. To listen, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. If you want to check it on a trial basis, you can do that. When you're done with this, as you already mentioned, JD, go listen to Fast Friends on the No Dunks feed. That drops early Wednesday morning. 
Mm-hmm. We have merch. Go to isthisgoodpod.com to buy that. Makes a great 4th of July gift. Not a thing, but hey, start new <laughs> traditions. Uh, send us emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Could always use some good topics for the future. And subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, some some notes to follow up on, JD. Okay. I've been waving at a lot of fire trucks. Oh. Um, I have not seen one, so... I've been waiting, looking for fire trucks to wave at, but I have well, not. I've never seen one. It's interesting you say that because I am shocked at how many fire trucks I've seen and have been <laughs> able to not only wave at, but wave at for long enough that Jill can get out her camera and the right. fire truck has not sped by it. I'm like, because Skeets was like, oh, you should go, you should find a fire truck to wave at and post yeah. it. You know, Skeets is oh, he's always thinking. Okay, he mm-hmm. understands the social game better than he gets it. He you gets or I do. Sure. Mm-hmm. I said, great idea. But when am I ever going to see a fire truck and be able to get on my phone and wave at it? Then the next day I saw a fire truck, and then the day after that I saw another one, and I was able wow. to post them both. Yeah. Crazy. So the fire trucks are out there, people. You just need to wave them. By the way, I don't recommend it. You feel very stupid. Did anyone wave back? Like any of the firefighters go, hey, that little, that child with the beard is waving <laughs> No, both trucks were unaware and rushing towards burning buildings. So they didn't have time. Well, shout out to the firefighters. Shout and out to wave the firefighters. at them. <laughs> and wave at them. <laughs> Appreciate what they do. All right. Uh, I would say, say this is the eternal follow-up. We're always following up on this because every time something new comes out about this, we have to talk about it. Not, and I know this isn't something crazy that happened on an airplane. This is, of course, about your favorite sport, your wife's favorite sport, <laughs> the emerging mm-hmm. game known as pickleball. Here's an article yeah. in the New York Times. came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Headline is, Shattered Nerves, Sleepless Nights, Pickleball Noise is Driving Everyone Nuts. So if you wouldn't mind, I'm just going to give you a couple short paragraphs about the gist of what this article is about. Mm-hmm. The most grating and disruptive sound in the entire athletic ecosystem right now may be the staccato pop-pop-pop emanating from America's rapidly multiplying pickleball courts. The hubbub has given new meaning to the phrase racket sport. (laughs) You know, because it's causing a racket. That's a good line. I have to say, I enjoy that line. Uh, Testing the sanity of anyone within earshot of a game. Decimal readings alone are insufficient for conveying the true magnitude of any annoyance. Two factors, the high pitch of a hard paddle slamming a plastic ball and the erratic, often frantic rhythm of the smacks also contribute to its uncanny ability to drive bystanders crazy. Did you happen to see this article, JD? I did. I saw it in my regular life. Um, Are you part of like a forum that sends out articles like this? Uh, no, I'm just a subscriber to the New York Times. I'm also an employee. Um, oh, and okay. uh, I, um, yeah, I saw it and I purposely didn't read it because I knew it would annoy me. Uh, uh-huh. And then you sent it to me and I was like, fuck, I guess I got to read it now. But uh, yeah, I, I read it. Well, and, no, uh, you, you read four paragraphs and stopped? No, nope, I read the whole thing. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> I didn't tell you this part, but here's what I'd like you to do. I would say that anytime someone's like, Oh, pickleball's not good on TV. Pickleball's annoying for tennis players. Pickleball's too loud. You get you get your dander up. Yeah. Your collar pops. You get angry. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to be the pickleball ambassador. So I'm going to read you quotes from the article because they interviewed a lot of people yeah. who made their case about why they think the sound is so goddamn annoying. And I want mm-hmm. you to respond to these people by name. So pretend I'm them. 
<laughs> as if you're their friend or neighbor or something. So I want you to really very difficult. Take their complaints, take them seriously, but advocate. I mean, look, if you get angry, you get angry. <laughs> All right, let's start off with uh, Sue Ellen Wellfonder. Okay, that's okay. not a made-up name. Sue Ellen Wellfonder. She's 66. She's a best-selling romance novelist from Longboat Key, Florida. Again, if this wasn't in the New York Times, I would question whether that was a real sentence, but <laughs> Sue Ellen Wellfonder is 66. She's a best-selling romance novelist from Longboat Key, Florida. All right. Sue Ellen once enjoyed listening to the singing birds and the gentle swish of trees during her daily walks, what she calls her, quote, soul balm time. <laughs> the thump-thump of a tennis match never bothered her either, but the arrival of pickleball this spring, she said, shattered her idol. Pickleball has replaced leaf blowers as my number one noise nuisance, said Wellfonder, who has been sketching the outlines of a new novel set in the present day with a couple of pickleball-loving characters. Quote, I'm making them really nasty people. <laughs> so what would you say to me, a 66-year-old best-selling romance novelist named Sue Ellen Wellfonder, who complains that this is ruining my daily walks, my soul bomb time, it's, it's worse than leaf blowers. Right. Uh, well, first, I would say, Sue Ellen, um, if you need yes. a name for your uh, your pickleball characters, please. I would be honored if you named <laughs> them Jason Doyle and Rachel Selig. We would love to be the nasty pickleball players in your book. Um, also, um, yeah, we're terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Um, <laughs> if you think that you, that leaf blower is worse than leaf blowers, then I suggest you get your hearing checked um i don't know what to tell you maybe on your walk you walk away from the sound of the pickleballs instead of you know walking next to them um i don't know what to tell you sue allen well i believe and i think you can admit <laughs> that at least uh a leaf blower is a constant sound that I can tune out like a white noise machine. A, a white noise machine that gets rid of my leaves. Mm. Well, I disagree with you there, Suelle. <laughs> <laughs> I just, because it hyperlinked, like where it says best of like robots, all of a sudden hyperlinked. I hadn't clicked on it until just now. We have to put this in the show. We're putting this in the show. This is the funniest looking website I have ever seen. It looks like it's from 1998. Yeah. She is, she's something called the Highland Warrior series. Okay. You know, it's like very, so I guess it's like sex fantasy. The Laird of Liongate Hall. Another one's called Master of the Highlands. Oh, here's a good one. Women who tame dangerous heroes. Sizzling tales of passion, seduction, and love. By Sue Ellen Wellfonder. Do you think, could that be a, an alias, you think? Like, um, who wrote The Fifty Shades? It's like, uh... Oh, uh, yeah. It's like listed as, like, J.M. Gray or something. Right, right. Um, uh, but, but it's like, um... Yeah, pseudonym, so people didn't know that their friend was a... Was a sex writer. Sex writer. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um... Here, I'm clicking the link to it to see. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, look at it. <laughs> How is this said in, in regu like modern oh, day? Oh, E.L. Like e. James. That's who, that's who wrote oh, that's it. it. Okay, are you ready to respond to our next complainant? Okay, sure. I'm, I, I'm, I'm at the end of my patience, though. So more. Uh, okay, well, then get angry Because you, okay. you didn't really give Sue Ellen the business. Well, she's a 66-year-old woman, and I don't know. I'm not going to. 
But it is a fucking Excuse insane. me, sir. <laughs> 66 is not that old. I'm in the prime of my life. I'm writing romance novels where a big, strong man picks up a little old lady and spins her around on his cock. That's what we used to call a spinner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the next complainant is 51 years old. So this person's your age, JD. Yeah. And uh, Armand, so you don't have to feel like maybe you're yelling at a woman. I believe okay. Armand is a man. Okay. All right. Armand Ciccarelli, 51 years old, who often walks his dog, Winona, around the community center, said that anybody downplaying pickleball noise should try hearing it for 12 hours a day. Quote, I know this seems like a small thing in the grand scheme of the world where we're dealing with big things like climate change, but as you can see, it's a nationwide problem. What would you say to me, Armand Ciccarelli? <laughs> and I... Will try to stop myself from doing a over-the-top <laughs> Italian voice when I respond to you. I'd say move, man. Like oh, I don't know what God. to tell you. What do, What would you tell me if I li- like they built an airport near my house? Planes are flying overhead. Yeah, I would say move. Okay, I would say. Listen, okay, listen. I I live in a city. I moved into my house. Before we bought the house, I didn't realize there was a fucking train track right next to it. There's a freight train that goes by ten times a day. Okay, you get used to it. I have okay. a farm. What, at what the are you end living of my in, street. my cousin Vinny? <laughs> Basically, I have a farm at the end of my street. It is literally like my. Cousin How did you Vinny not know you? there was a? Now, okay, I'm, I'm back to me. I'm not Armand. How did you not know there was a, like, did you not look at a map? Did you not explore the area? Do you due diligence? At, I, when I'm looking at a map when I'm buying a house, I'm looking for highways, not train tracks. But anyways, I don't mind I the train. I look for both. I guess, I guess. I don't know. I don't mind the train, he says, like a hobo in the 20s. Okay. I don't mind the train. And then there's a farm. I didn't know there was a farm at the end of the street. Yeah, that's harder the, to know. The, the, to the know. bleeding of the lambs. It's like Clarice in the middle of the night. I'm hearing the shrieking lambs down there. <laughs> You know what I do? I close my window. That's all. That's it. Okay, so you have no sympathy for me, Armand, or my cute dog, Winona. She hates it. Winona doesn't give a shit. Let's be honest. You think it's worse than climate change? Uh, no. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I, to, to be honest, I was playing at a court yesterday that was very close to houses, and, a, and it was 5 o'clock. We started. So around the dinner hour, and it's right next to a pool, and... I was sensing some dirty looks from the people in the pool, and we're close to, uh, we're definitely close to a uh, to houses, like a, a at a complex where people mm-hmm. are living. And I thought to myself, I wonder if people, uh, I wonder if this bothers people. But then well, I just it does. Didn't. Yeah, apparently. The, the New York Times, your like, employer is telling you that it annoys people. Yeah, this guy, this guy who wrote the article, he just fucking hates pickleball. That's it. Like, he's, <laughs> he's a he's a tennis. To get you. It's a hatchet it's job. It. <laughs> it's not a racket no, job. It's a hatchet job. <laughs> it's ri- written by a by in the voice of a tennis player, who's just like Ooh. a fucking uh, pickleball sucks, and that's the end of it. I mean, at one point, don't they describe the sound? They describe it like uh, they compare it to popcorn popping. Can, is there more a more pleasant sound than pop, no no no? They just say popping? they say the pop pop pop. Someone uh, someone compares it to gunshots. It's just like a pistol going off. I mean, maybe I don't know. Okay, this is going to be your hardest test yet, JD, because I'm okay. about to introduce you to Dan Lavery. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, nice to meet you. I don't you know how there. you're going to deal with this. I don't know how you're going to deal with this. The third one and the last one. 
It's your toughest test. All right, quote. This is Dan Lavery speaking. Okay. One of our neighbors who lived directly across from the courts and was dying from cancer oh. noted the pickleball <laughs> noise was worse than his cancer. <laughs> Sadly, he recently passed. The pickleball killed him. Before the cancer could. If the cancer doesn't catch you, the pickleball will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no response. I, I, so R.I.P. <laughs> oh, really? Dan. I don't know. Like, no, it's not Dan didn't die. Dan's uh, neighbor uh, died. I, You know, like the, the catastrophization of this and just like these people just have no sense of... We've reached a point where people just don't then they know there's no suffering in this country you know what i'm saying like oh. what are they complaining about and on the fourth of july a canadian and on the fourth is mansplaining yes. the greatest <laughs> country in the world i'm looking at a picture of two of these complainers and let me tell you they could do with a couple of rounds on the pickleball court that's all i'll say that's okay. all i'm gonna say oh Okay, uh, let's get to the comment of the week. So uh, we had some people talking in the Discord, the Is This Good Discord. Remember, you can join the Discord once you join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Is This Good. Super fun community of people that listen to the show. Uh, all right, so they're talking about these Blank Jones episodes, which we brought up last week. These are old Basketball Jones starters episodes where we would talk about random stuff during the summer to pass the time until basketball yeah. came back. So apparently, and I didn't remember that we did this, but we did one called The Parenting Jones, which was about parenting. Um, funnily enough, at the time, this was like 11 years ago, most of us, well, I still don't have kids, but Tass, who now has two kids, did not have kids. Trey, who now has two kids, did not have kids. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is the conversation happening in the Discord. Feardo says, I just, listened to the, I just listened to The Parenting Show, and it's so funny listening to them all talk about it before Trey and Tass had kids. Young Pep Dash writes back, right? Seb, that's uh, Lee's kid, was a baby. And Jackson yeah. and Lincoln, your kids, JD, were four and six. Right. It reminds me how long I've been listening to the show. Feardo writes back, I know. JD is like, I hope when Lincoln is 16, he tells me to fuck off. We need an update. <laughs> uh, and then Young Pep Dash wrote, is this good? Your teenage child telling you to fuck off. So I was like, surely this is a bit out of context. So I went back. I found the show. <laughs> I wish I could have listened through the whole thing. It's like right. an hour long, but I didn't have time. So I was clicking around until I found this part. And here is uh, what you said. So it was in the context of you saying, I don't want to be their best friend. I want to be right. their father. Yeah. So here, this direct quote, JD. You said, I kind of want them to be like, fuck you, dad. If my kid isn't giving me the finger by the time they're 16, maybe I've done something wrong. Mm. So we're like mm -hmm. 11 years later. Lincoln is 16, correct? Uh, he's about to be 17. About to be 17. Mm -hmm. So let's get an update. Has he told you to fuck off? And do you, <laughs> do you agree with old you's advice? I definitely agree with old me's advice, for sure. Um, uh, Jackson, this morning, I'm pretty sure, told Rachel to fuck off. Um, <laughs> If not, is literally, that, is it like, funny? I don't know. Should I be laughing? <laughs> yeah, of course you should be laughing. It was he was about to he was firing up his PS5, and Rachel's like, uh, "Why don't you go read a book?" And he's like, "It's the Fourth of July." He turned into like uh, angry teen. It was like, uh -huh. I'm, uh, "I can't even relax." And I'm like, uh, "You just got up, bro." 
And uh, if I don't celebrate he... my country by playing <laughs> Call of Duty and <laughs> killing foreign nationals in various wars America has been involved with, how can I celebrate properly? Yeah, yeah. And so he stormed off, and you know we didn't see him for about an hour or so. But anyways, yeah, he basically told us to fuck off. And yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln got smart early. Though he would start, he used to throw tantrums a little bit, but he he debates and jokes his way out of situations now, which is as much higher. Uh, he's going to win an argument a lot easier if he tries to actually reason with me rather than just turn into like, uh, you know. To turn it into a "fuck you, Dad," I'll skateboard if I want to kind of thing. So, right. but yeah, it, it definitely happens for sure. And but I think you were sort of saying like I want them to have their own personality. I want them to rebel a little bit, just like um, yeah. you know, they stop listening to your music and they say, "We're not listening to the lithium station on Sirius XM anymore, <laughs> Dad." Okay, we don't think that Mud Honey is actually that good, if you must know. <laughs> and we want to listen to our own music. Yeah. And so have they successfully fully rebelled against old man Doyle's... Yeah, likes. the problem is that I'm too cool. Like, like you know <laughs> <laughs> Dirt off your shoulder, buddy. Yeah. No, they listen to, they listen to everything, I think. Yeah. Um, so they... So, Oh, you know what? They what? There is one thing that's going to annoy you. I think yeah. is that they think Weezer is cringe. Well, uh, they are cringe. Yeah. Unless you're listening to their first two albums, sorry, they're cringe. That's that's what I that's what I say. And, 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 and like, and they're like, no, Dad, it's all cringe. It's all cringe. Well, here's the problem: we listened to the fir- to bl- uh, Blue and Pinkerton, and Pinkerton, yeah, as they were happening, right? So we didn't know what was to come. Mm-hmm. They are listening to it once it's all been out there, or mostly been out there. So they're experiencing it as a totality. So now it's yeah. hard to disentangle, like the sweater song, which seems kind of cheesy and cringe, right. from. I don't know. Uh, hash pipe or dope <clears throat> yeah, or like a shitty or... cover of Africa or a song right. about pork and beans <laughs> or Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there, you can't deny the the catchiness of them and the the production is amazing. Rick Ocasek back in the day, cringe shit can be catchy. Sometimes right. the catchier shit is cringy shit. Like yeah. I don't know, fucking Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Uh, I want to just tell you a couple other funny things I found as I was just time hopping, hopping around, around this episode because yeah. I didn't yeah. again I didn't listen to the whole thing. One thing that that blew my mind, I said X Y Z Z J D. <laughs> yeah, we were living still, in Canada at the time. And well, yeah, I still slip it in by accident or on purpose. I know I'll say X Y Z every time now. I really? doesn't, yeah. don't, don't even need to think about it. Oh, okay. here's another funny thing. Um, we were asking like the question to the table, are you, were you afraid of your father growing up? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you said, uh, yeah. And actually he was, I didn't give a shit. And he was the only thing I was scared of. And yep, then you said, <laughs> it was like, I wasn't even scared of cops. And then you pause and you're like, well, actually my dad was a cop. Yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> your dad, your dad was both. Yeah. He and, was. um, this was funny. I don't remember if you said this was Jackson or Lincoln, but I'm probably Lincoln, right? Because Jackson would have been super young at this time. Yeah. Uh, but ma- maybe it was because you were saying, um, we're talking about like funny things that kids say. And you said, oh, well, he just went up to Rachel and said, 
you don't have a vagina. And Rachel was like, uh, I don't. And he said, no, you have a penis that you keep in your butt. <laughs> does that sound well, familiar? It, it does not, but it sounds like something Lincoln would say for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think it might have been Jackson. Also, because you said Lincoln was six years old at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe and it was you, Jackson. And you said that his catchphrase at six years old was, how about you give me a little credit? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> you're telling him to go clean his room or something. Hey, how about you give me a little credit, man? <laughs> Which I thought I thought was pretty funny. Anyways, one day I, I do hope to go back and listen to some of these because, as we've established on the show, I'm a nostalgia whore. Mm. I just love going back. I didn't have time, but I will go back uh, and listen to these. Um, well, shout out to so who's who was collecting them? I mean, is it young Pat? Oh or, yeah, or? I should say. Well, someone sent send me a. You know what? I will retweet the link that they send me on Twitter, and it's a link to a Dropbox. Okay, I'm just gonna and get they're the all in now. there. Oh god! I mean, I don't know for sure they're all in there. Uh, I think I can listen to Savvy Shop Four. Savvy Shop Four collected them in a Dropbox. Wow! So I will RT that so you can go listen to them. They're not, I mean, they're honestly, speaking of cringe, they're not as cringe as I thought. I mean, yeah. I maybe I haven't listened to the super early ones, but <laughs> yeah, it's just some funny, funny guys talking about some yeah. funny stuff, hanging out. <laughs> Same as it's a simpler time. It's simpler times. <laughs> uh, all right. Listen to next week's show. That's coming out July 10th. The guest is Kelly Dwyer. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. I enjoyed that one. I just paused because I was like. I want to go da na na Kelly Dwyer. <laughs> we talked to Kelly Dwyer. Yes, we did invite him. Then we tried to fight him. We talked to Kelly Dwyer. <laughs> All right. Uh, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Go listen to Fast Friends. That's out tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, what did I say? Go wave at a fire truck. Uh, Daniel Ralston, former guest. Just texted me as we're uh, talking. He said, this has got to be the biggest waving at Fire Trucks Day of the Year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. I agree. So get out there and wave at those fire trucks. Send me the pictures. I do love to see them. Uh, this was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. Happy 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Happy one second. Well, hold on. Before Canada you go. Day. Before we go. No, before we you go. can't. No, I will not let we you go. talk over me. Keep going. <laughs> if you're in Vegas on Saturday... Oh, uh, yes. We, uh, we, there is going to be an athletic meetup, uh, so I will be there. So one half of this podcast and one-fifth of the No Dunks podcast, all of those guys will be there. Um, and we'll, it's at the Bet MGM Sportsbook in the MGM Grand at 4 p.m. There is also a meet and greet, I think, at Thomas & Mack or somewhere with Victor Wembanyama. So I'm expecting numbers to be quite low to the... <laughs> Yeah, but how many people, I mean, that guy's got long arms, but how many people could he possibly meet (laughs) and greet? You guys are like you, uh, Tass, Skeets, Trey, plus all the athletic NBA guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you pile all those guys together on a trench coat, they're about as tall as Victor (laughs) Wendell. You're right. You're right. Uh, So yeah, go, if you're out in Vegas, two people on our Patreon live stream last week, which was super fun, by the way. They're going to yeah. be in Vegas. They're going to go see you. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, Lauren. And you'll and be. Cole. You told me off mic that you're going to be. You're going to meet and greet the people that listen to this show harder than the people that Way listen harder. to just no dunks. 
Yeah, way, way, way harder. So You said you're not just going to meet and greet. You're going to hug and snug. <laughs> All right. Maybe, so, maybe, maybe a hug. Maybe a bro-type half hug. Walk up to JD, say, is this good? He will hug you. Okay? That's a promise. Yeah. Don't Just don't talk shit about pickleball, or during the hug, he will crush you. He will suck the wind out of your tailpipe and murder you in cold blood. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you next week. Bye.